Thank you for joining our podcast. I'm Stephen Johnson with Inbound Fit. What we're going to do today is discuss the inbound marketing methodology. It's based on the premise of marketing your club in such a way that potential gym members are finding you online and coming to you instead of you chasing them. So in today's podcast, you'll learn what inbound marketing is, we'll help you understand why this strategy works so well, and why you should consider including this process in your overall marketing efforts for your club. Welcome to the Inbound Fit Podcast. You're listening to Episode 3. You're listening to Episode 3. Three. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Stephen Johnson, and joining me again is Anthony Guerra, co-owner of Inbound Fit. How are you doing, Anthony? Awesome. Talk about some Excellent. inbound. Yeah, that's going to be the subject of today's podcast. We're going to talk about the inbound marketing methodology, because really, there's some very innovative ways to use this process uh, to market fitness clubs um, so that the uh, gym owners can just really get more online exposure, get more traffic to their website, uh, and more members actually finding them online. And really, the ultimate goal is more members, but also get a better ROI from their marketing. And I'm sure you've got some ideas on how to do that, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? It's great to sound clearer. (laughs) (laughs) Got some new equipment in here. Yeah, we're using the technology. (laughs) A technology company using technology. That's awesome. How about that? <laughs> so let's uh, let's take a minute right now to kind of recap some of the uh, traditional marketing efforts that fitness club owners have been using for so long. Some of those being direct mailers, television ads, radio ads, other forms of, of print advertising. And um, what do you think some of the challenges with traditional marketing? Um, you know, some of the the, the challenges that fitness club owners will experience using traditional marketing? Well, I mean, they've been using them for years and years and years. I think that that's one of our greatest challenges, first off, you know, as an inbound agency is is to talk to a business owner or a club owner and get them to understand or help them understand what inbound will do for their club. Because, I mean, 99% of them across the board are not used to this methodology and getting people to come to you as opposed to going out to get them. So... I mean, they're used to spending, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month, or five, even more than that, on, you know, sending mailers to homes, or, uh, you know, newspaper ads, or whatever it is, radio, TV, any billboard. I mean, whatever it is to get them to, to, uh, you know, put them in front of the consumer as opposed to the consumer coming to them, and sometimes. Uh, you know, one of the big things is they can't me- you can't measure that at all. I mean, there's just no way. The only way you can measure it is if somebody shows up in your front door at your club and they hand you, uh, you know, the mailer that you sent to them, which is going to be very few and far between. The unfortunate thing about this is that when the club owners see somebody come in and they actually hand them a mailer, at, you know, at the front desk, the club owner thinks, oh, this is working. 
Right. I mean, there's really no gauging, you know, what it is. So that's one of the right. major disadvantages to that. I mean, I, th- I think that first and foremost, you, you can't market what you can't measure. And I think that when you, when you can't see the visible results, you're just throwing money out the door. Exactly. So and that's to, to kind of talk to that comparison a little bit. With traditional marketing, um, there's very limited reportability. Um, it's very difficult to measure the success of it. Like you said, somebody comes in with a direct mail piece in their hand, you think it's working. What about the other thousand that you sent out? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You, you know, so did you get an ROI from it? And that's the other thing with inbound marketing. It gives a better ROI and it's also more cost effective. Um, as well. The other thing I think is interesting too is you can make it more personable, right? Because when I get uh, a direct mail piece or something in the mail that simply says, you know, current resident, that's not for me. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, know, it's not, it's not personal at all. And, and uh, you know, how many people actually want to do, you know, they want to go to the club. They get your direct mail piece. They want to go to the club, but it just sits there for eons and eons. It's not motivational at all. Right. You know, for right. somebody to just look at, oh, you know, sign up now for nineteen ninety five, or, you know, sign up now for thirty nine ninety five, and And that's just not motivational. I mean, they all know that they have to go to the club or everybody has to stay healthy, but it's, it's just not working. But, you know, in comparison, inbound puts you, puts your club in front of somebody. So that way when they're on social media, they're in different places. They can come to your blog. They can read a lot of information. And they can really start getting motivated through your club to physically cause some kind of interaction with you so they'll join up with the club. That's a perfect segue into kind of getting into how inbound works. So let's take a look at that because there's four different phases. And all of those phases work together uh, to really make this a full-scale online marketing campaign that can be as successful as any marketing campaign can can possibly be. So let's kind of break down each of those phases. Again, the four phases being attract and then convert then close, and then also delight. So one kind of leads right into the next one for, uh, like I say, a complete marketing campaign that takes a complete stranger who's just visiting the website with no intention of joining the gym, just looking for information. It takes that complete stranger, takes them all the way to being a paid loyal member of the club. So with that first, uh, that first phase being uh, attract, um, let's get into some of the things that uh, attract visitors to uh, a fitness club owner's website. What do you think is the most important part of that, that first phase? Oh, by far it's the blogs. I mean, if your club isn't blogging, there's really no exposure to your club out there and you're not able to establish yourself as an authority. I mean, your blog is is where you're going to take up residence online, really. It's where you're going to offer advice, uh, tools, and methods for how people can get in shape, have proper nutrition, get 1% body fat, lose, lose weight. I mean, whatever they want to do. Your blog is your means for communicating that process to people. And what happens is the more blogs you write, the more you start ranking for specific keywords that those blogs are channeled in on. Mm-hmm. And the higher you climb up those Google rankings, so more people are going to see your club. I mean, by far, the when you look at the results for 
for clubs after the end of the month, you could see that organic, which is your blog, the organic rankings and the organic searchability is what actually ranks the highest as far as all ways that people are coming to your uh, coming to your website, whether that be through social media or through newsletters or however they're co- or from a link outside linking source, however mm-hmm. they come to your website, organic is going to be your biggest investment because that's where most people are going to come from. You know, the other thing with that is um, the beauty of the internet and this kind of marketing is that once you publish a blog, once you publish information and it gets out there, it's always there. So it's not you continue to compile more and more data and more and more blogs and more and more information about your fitness center that people can always find. So they can find it in the next, you know, forever for the next couple of days, next couple of years even because that information never gets deleted. Now, we contrast that with direct mailers. You know, most people, when they get something in the mail, if it's not addressed to them, then, you know, they uh, either a small percentage of them will probably keep that if they have any interest in joining the club. But for the most part, you have to keep doing the mailers. You have to keep sending them out. You have to keep uh, doing the ads because they go away. They're sort of consumable in a way, right? Right. Yeah. The online, uh, the online equivalent to mailers is, uh, ads is running ads online. It's something, once you start doing it, you can't stop doing it because then you completely shut off your, your marketplace. People stop coming. But one correction I wanted to make real quick, Stephen, and I know that you didn't mean to, to say this, but when the, when you do blogs, it's not about your fitness center because that was what, uh, it's about, you know, just information about, about being in shape, being healthy, uh, you never want to blog about your fitness center. And I know you didn't mean to say that. You just kind of, <laughs> that just came out of your mouth. I just want to make sure we clarified that a little bit. Uh, you never use your blog to promote your own club. Never. Never. Right. Never. That's, that's, right. That's, that's breaking the rules. Yeah, it's not a it's not a sales tool where you pitch all your amenities and the specials and things that you're running. It's literally just health, fitness, nutrition. The blog is just educational for people who are uh, who are looking for those kinds of things. Uh, let me ask you this now. How does that also work with uh, uh, social media, with a, with a club's social media? How does all this attracting um, work with social media? Well, social media, I mean, I want to make this crystal clear because I think, you know, I think a lot of clubs think that social media is like the ticket, the be-all, end-all to getting people to come to your club. It is definitely a tool, and it's one of the most important tools, but it's not the biggest of the big as far as it's part of the inbound methodology. And, and I think with social media far beyond anything else, it's about consistency. It's about education, making sure that your consumers are educated out there, and you don't overly promote your club. Now, the general rule of thumb on social media is is to publish 80, 80% of what you publish should be just information about getting healthy. And 20% should be about prom- something promoting your club. I mean, literally come into the club and enjoy this amenity or whatever. Um, however, I mean, what we've found, I mean, through our own studies and through the, you know, what we've experienced, it's, it's a different ratio for clubs because, um, you know, you're, Clubs depend on new members and spending a lot of time talking about other things on social media. I mean, most people will will like a club's page simply because they want to hear about the promotions. I mean, they want to get educated, but they want to hear about the promotions as well. So we try to adapt more of a 50-50 approach when it comes to fitness centers. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense because also the other thing I was thinking about in, re- in relation to that is that 
everybody is interested in their health and everybody's interested in, you know, nutrition. Um, certainly a lot more people than in maybe any other industry. So you've got a lot, you've got a captive audience, people who really are, I mean, this applies to everybody. So everybody could be a potential gym member. Now it's up to, you know, that individual person to see if this is something that they really want to do for their own personal life, but kind of different than if, you know, your business is, um, you know, uh, kitchen remodeling. Not everybody owns a home and not everybody is a potential client because if you're living in an apartment or you're renting a home, you know, you're not going to be remodeling your kitchen. However, everybody is a potential gym member who is interested in their own health and nutrition and losing weight and gaining muscle and those kinds of things. So I think you're right. I think the ratio, you know, being 50, 50, um, is a little more appropriate for the fitness industry. I'd agree with that. Oh, absolutely. And and by social publishing, I mean, I think there's specific things that you do. I mean, we automatically, if you're using a good, uh, you know, software system to market your club through inbound, you're going to be able to track everything that you're putting through social media. So I think a good mix is to, of course, promote your club and certain amenities in the club or any kind of marketing promotions you have at that moment. Uh, you can promote your blog and articles that are put inside your blog. And, and I think, you know, coming, kind of coming back to blogs, a fitness center owner would probably say, why would we spend our time on our blog promoting health and fitness and nothing about absolutely nothing about our club? What does that benefit us in any way, shape or form? Well, your blog, when somebody comes to you from social media because there was a, spe- a specific article that you wrote on maybe the health benefits of water or something, you know, they come to your website, they read the article, but you've got all kinds of calls to action on that page that are getting people to react more and to browse other pages of your website. Maybe you have an offer that they can pick up something for free. You know, this way you can get their information and at least you're getting them to interact with your site. And we're able to, once they fill out that form and they do pick up that offer, we're able to, which we'll talk about in just a second, a little bit more, we're able to track them more and we're able to uh, to actually create promotions that are specific to their needs, which is great. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into the second phase of the inbound uh, marketing methodology, which is converting or the convert process. So, you know, what do you think makes people want to, because there's, like you mentioned, there's forms to fill out, there's calls to action, there's landing pages. Um, What do you think makes people want to fill out that form? What's on the website that they would want to fill out a form to now give you information about who they are? Now they're no longer a stranger, they're a visitor now. Why would somebody want to give that information to, uh, to, to a website online? Because you've got great information. You've got great content. You've got information they need. Um, you've got, when we're talking about converting strain, you know, visitors into leads, okay, these are people that have come to your website. Uh, you don't have any information on them at this point. You're just kind of, they're just browsing the site. But what you want to do is you want to capture their information as fast as possible so that you can put them into a system that's going to nurture them through to becoming a member at your club. So, what we want to do is we want to create offers for them that are specific to their needs. Now, you have three different specific visitors that are going to come to your website. You're going to have people that aren't interested in signing up right now. You're going to have people that are interested. They just need something to to motivate them to sign up to your club. I mean, they want to, they know they want to sign up to a club, but they just don't know which club to sign up to. 
So right. you've got all kinds of competitors in your area. So what they're looking for is testimonials or they're looking for case studies. They're looking for, you know, befores and afters, people that have had success at the club. They're looking for specific amenities that are going to fit their needs. So so that's the second type of, vis- you know, visitor. You have people that are ready to join, but they just don't know if your club is going to be the one yet. And then the third type of visitor is the one that is ready to sign up yesterday. They need to get in shape right now. All you need to do is just make an offer to them as far as a price and you're, they're ready to sign up. So you want to have something that accommodates every visitor on your website. So for those new guys that are coming in, the ones that are just doing some research, you want them to take advantage of maybe a free ebook, maybe something that says, you know, uh, how to lose 10 pounds in, you know, 30 days or, you know, I mean, that's in the healthy way. <laughs> Let's put that in the, the healthy way. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, I've done it before. I've done. I've lost thirty pounds in in thirty days, so I know it can be done a healthy way. But right. uh, most people would not encourage that. But so maybe an <laughs> ebook on losing weight. Uh, currently, you know, we have the ABCs of weight loss, which is a pretty cool book that a lot of people download. But it's something free that people can come and they can download without any obligation. But once, in order to get that information, they have to fill out a form, which is part of converting visitors to leads. Our forms, uh, are, are, they have to, you know, address, they have to be able to, um, they have to be targeted in such a way that the consumer will, or the, the future member will fill out the form and actually select where they're having their problem areas. Even though they're just downloading this ebook for free, uh, we want to collect certain information so that way the club can get this information and, and start promoting and marketing to them. But right. once they become a, once they fill out that form, they're forever a lead. And so we're able to track anytime they come to visit the website or anything like that, we're able to know exactly what they need. But I think calls to action buttons that specifically fit each of the three types of, of visitors that are going to come to your website, uh, that is what you know, that's what makes them click. Right. And, and it's, it's a strategy within this methodology that's kind of termed give and get. So give us some information about yourself and we're going to give you more information to help you with your health and fitness. So it's exactly what they're looking for. It's what they jumped online to do a Google search for in the first place. So what we're doing is give us a little more information about yourself then we're going to give you some information about how you can get more healthy, how you can um, maybe some diet uh, ideas in a, in a, in a ebook. Also information on how you can gain muscle mass, how you can, you know, lose weight. So give us more information about yourself and you get a lot of information. Now, here's a nice thing also is you can even see how many times people are downloading different uh, ebooks and really start to channel in on their specific specific needs. So this is not just, again, going back to the traditional marketing of a direct mail piece. You have no idea what those people are interested in. All the gym owner is hoping is that somebody will grab the sign up for, you know, $1 or $99 enrollment fee or, and then, you know, $29 a month or whatever the, the, uh, the offer is. That's all that they're, they're looking at, but they're not able to fine-tune and channel into what a specific potential member is looking for. And that's what we are able to do with this convert process. You see what the, uh, the potential member is interested in, you channel in on that, and then you can move them forward through the process. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that what we're talking about now is a shift in thinking. I mean, a lot of clubs, it's very much a hard sell. Uh, that's what they adapt. You go to a website, even you know some of the more popular clubs. You go to the website, you'll see sign up now for twenty four ninety five. You you'll see these this pricing across the front homepage, and that only targets about two percent of the consumers that visit the website. So when you have a shift, when your club adapts a different way of thinking into helping, actually helping people that could be potential members. These are people not even thinking about signing up for a club. Help those people, and once you help them and they see that you're extending that hand to help them without any obligation, without trying to cram a price down their throat or getting them to sign up right now, you're going to find you're going to have a lot more people signing up because you're non-intrusive. You're not punching them in the face with an offer that is old school. I mean, basically, all clubs do this. And if you just extend, you give some free offers, you give some things to help people in the comfort of their own home, you're going to establish trust with them, and they're going to come back a lot more to your website. You're going to become an authority to them, and they're going to look for you for help. So so you're saying um, these are a lot of free resources that uh, a fitness club owner would want to invest in, but ultimately it's going to make them a lot of money in new member signups. So free makes you a whole lot of money. Free makes you a ton of money. And um, there's actually a podcast that's completely devoted to that you know, to the discussion of giving away things for free that uh, has helped me immensely. And I just think that, um, you know, adapting that philosophy and to just, you know, be willing to give, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get is something that's, uh, that's huge. Now that podcast is called free the future of radical price podcasts. And, um, and you can get that. It's all the episodes I think are free on iTunes. You can grab that there. That's a shameless plug for them, Uh, (laughs) but it's definitely worth it. And they're not a lot of, you know, it's not long and extensive, which is very, very, which I like. Um, Now, one thing I wanted to touch on also was these calls to action that get people to click, they need to lead to landing pages for specific offers. Now the most successful clubs out there, are going to take their outbound, whatever they've got as far as a direct mailer, and they're going to tell their inbound agency, hey, this is what we've got going on as far as direct mailer is concerned. Can we create some landing pages so people can come to a certain place on the website that's directly correlating to this to this outbound uh, promotion we're doing? And you tie them together, and then magic happens. That's when you start getting the conversions. You're able to track everything you're doing as far as outbound. And you're able to really capitalize on your marketing. But in short, the more landing pages, the more offers you have on your website, the more you're going to convert people into leads and the more we're going to be able to chance to, you're going to get a chance to close those people. You know, that's a great point for our listeners because what we're not suggesting is that you go from doing all the traditional forms of marketing that you've done for eons, stopping those a hard stop, never doing them again, and, and and switching to an inbound marketing methodology. So we're not suggesting that you completely stop doing the one and then on the following day you start doing the other. These can absolutely work in tandem, and that's probably works for a, a very well-rounded marketing campaign for the fitness club as a whole in general. Yeah, I think what clubs will find is that adapting the two, you actually save – you cut down on your expenses on your outbound marketing and put more into the inbound. And I'm not just saying just because of the money aspect of it. I'm just saying that 
the inbound is going to is going to ultimately bring you way more leads than anything that outbound could ever do. And and I'll stand by that until I walk to the grave. That's just the way <laughs> it is. And it's been proven that inbound will always do. It doesn't matter what uh, vertical. I mean, we're talking about here where any business that uses that is that qualifies to use the inbound methodology and clubs just happen to be primed for this type of marketing yeah. um, you're going to experience a lot more leads a lot more stability especially over time and that's another thing another important point to bring up is that I think that I think there's a, a misconception that if you adapt inbound it's just going to be or adopt inbound it's going to be uh, your be all end all to everything that you've ever done as as far as marketing is concerned it's not a quick fix it's not anything that is going to make magic just appear before your eyes the first month and the second month inbound is a process it is a it is a patience especially at the very beginning you got to have some patience and it it's a process over a period of time to where people start changing their way of thinking about your club and when you look and analyze the numbers over one year, you're going to see a return of investment versus anything that you would do outbound of four, five, six, ten. I've seen even fourteen times more mm-hmm. uh, what you would do with outbound. I mean, and I'm not exaggerating numbers. That's just the truth. But you have to let it run its course, and and it does take some time. And it also depends on your investment as far as inbound is concerned, because inbound is basically it's twelve services. That's what it is. It's 12 services and a lot of other little sub-services, but it's 12 services. When you use all those in conjunction together, uh, then your ROI goes up tremendously. Perfect. So it just, yeah, it just works very, very nicely. So, Well, let's talk about uh, how we can actually, you know, the, the beginning of the ROI process where the actual – you know, you've taken this visitor to uh, from a stranger and a visitor, and they're a lead, and now they become a customer. So let's talk about that close uh, part of the the third phase of the inbound marketing methodology. Um, now the close is is interesting because there's going to be some involvement with the gym at this point. The fitness club themselves has to be involved. Up until now, it's all been the marketing agency. But now with the close, there's going to be some interaction and some effort that has to happen on the, at the club level, correct? That's correct, yeah. This is the only part that actually starts involving the club, and we have to, uh, we have to work directly with the club to uh, kind of focus, channel in together, and analyze uh, one of our uh, priorities is to teach the club owners and the managers in the club or whoever wants to get involved with the, with the process uh, – to teach them how to actually look at the numbers, analyze them, find out what's good, what's bad, um, and and find out how their customers are behaving. So, like in step two, when we, in the convert phase, we actually talked about when people come by and they fill out forms. What we want to do on those forms is we want to ask people, where are you having problems at? I mean, is it are your challenges on on losing weight? Are your challenges on uh, gaining muscle? Uh, what about plateaus? Uh, you know, you're not, your challenge is motivation. So when they fill out this form and we know this information about them, then we're able to start email campaigns that are specifically targeted toward those needs. Let's just talk. I think I probably talked in previous podcasts about, you know, let's just say Jenny Smith again, she's, she just had two babies 
and her second baby, and she's the second one's two years old, but she's still, you know, she's a little bit overweight. She wants to lose some of those pounds from having the babies, and she's just been kind of, uh, you know, at home and just kind of not exercising or anything like that. But she wants to get into the club and she wants to start doing something. But when she came by and she downloaded that ebook on the ABCs of weight loss, she indicated that she's having a hard time losing weight. So when we in the close phase to help uh, clubs close those leads into actual members, we can start email nurturing campaigns that are specifically targeted toward Jenny Smith on, on the specific need of losing weight. So, we can send her blogs. We can send her new ebooks that have everything to do with losing weight. We can send her personalized advice. We can call her by name. And all of this stuff is automated. So the club manager, the owner, doesn't have to pay attention to anything that's going on behind the scenes. We'll take care of Jenny Smith through an email nurturing campaign, get her really trusting the club, and eventually she's going to come into the club and she's going to join. Beautiful. You can do that. And you can do that with traditional marketing, can't you? no yeah that's not gonna happen uh you know that's and that's the beauty about it i mean jenny we don't want to waste jenny's time with uh with how to get one percent body fat you know what i mean or how to how to power lift right you know what i mean the 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 appropriate way to power lift jenny's not interested in that all she wants to do is get in shape she's probably you know we can probably nurture her along the path to taking some classes at the club or things that are going to benefit her to losing weight. And not only that, going right into the uh, delight phase that you're going to talk about in just a second, uh, right after that, you know, we can, um, you know, we can figure out ways to delight Jenny to where she's having fun. Not only is she getting in shape, but she's having fun doing it after she becomes a member. And and again, that we're kind of beating this drum, you know, over and over again. But I think that really clearly defining the difference between the two marketing approaches is very, very necessary. Because again, what we're talking about is individualizing a marketing campaign for a specific potential member, as opposed to with traditional blanketing an entire geography with just come join the gym for this discount. So two, you're, one, you're, you're specifically talking to somebody's needs. You know that this is something that they want to do. You've gotten to know how they've been looking at, you know, what kinds of things they've downloaded on your website. You're, you know exactly what their interests are. You know what they're struggling with. So now this is what we call the low-hanging fruit. Now you talk to them exactly specifically toward what they need and how you can help them. And that's how you close them. By giving them exactly what it is that they want. That's exactly what inbound is. Inbound is adopting a personality system to your marketing. It's about touching people one at a time, individually, and doing it in a way that's automated. So that way you're able to cover a lot of ground. You're able to talk to a lot of people. And you're able to, well, not talk to a lot of people, but you're able to reach out to a lot of people in a personalized way and make it, and just create a more trusting environment. Exactly. So now that you've gotten them on board, they're a member, you're getting more members through this methodology than you have through traditional. Perfect. You're done. You got the member in and there's nothing left to do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We, we, we've got a fourth phase here, Anthony. We have a delight phase here. 
probably wow. the most important part of this whole entire thing. And, and club owners will tell you, no, I just want the lead so I can close them. And then after that, we're done. Right. <laughs> well, no. that's all that they have. Because, you know, with traditional, there's nothing to go. I mean, they don't they're not thinking in terms of going back and doing anything else. They're just thinking about more leads, more leads, more leads, more leads. So what is this delight phase all about? How does that how does that help fitness club owners? Well, your ROI is determined on, I mean, the way we figure ROI is we take the pretty much the average consumer when they come in and they become a club member, how much, if they stay for an entire year, how much is the club going to actually earn from them staying for an entire year? So let's just take a model that's just, uh, let's just say that a club charges $39 a month uh, for a membership. And our clubs, you know, range from anywhere from $10 all the way through, you know, $300 a month. But... Um, let's just say $39, which is a good running rate, and the average consumer stays nine months, okay? So uh, right there, you're looking at approximately uh, $360, and then you also have the enrollment free. So $415 is what you're going to make from that person over the entire year if they don't have any kind of delight phase involved with the marketing that you have. So here's what you want to do is once they become a member, you want to spoil them and you want to delight them, okay, with various promotions or various benefits to where they're going to spend more money at the club. We need them to take up some personal, we do some personal training, some specialized classes. Maybe there's a fitness program that you have inside the club. Maybe there's other offers that you have as far as maybe your club offers clothing or there's a store or there's a smoothie, uh, you know, bar or something like that. We want to get as much after the close that we possibly can so that we can you know we can increase that uh that revenue that's coming in from each uh member at the club so if we can up that 415 dollars that you're getting yearly to more like six or seven hundred dollars and you were talking about increasing the roi tremendously mm-hmm. on something that's very little overhead but you know overall that's very it's i mean it's easier said than done but of course it involves not just cutting off your marketing right when you close that member and you get them in the door and hoping that they, well, you want them to show up, but a lot of members at your club don't show up at all. So you just collect that check from them every week or that, you know, that payment from them every month. Mm-hmm. And a lot of clubs depend on that. Hey, if they show up, it's their, it's their deal. But what if you adopt trying to keep those people coming in a, a, a marketing plan that continues to market to them after they become a member so that they do come into the club and you actually have their health and their well-being in mind, first and foremost priority, above the dollar. Right. I mean, that's a crazy thing. I mean, because a lot of people think about we got to get the dollars in, got to get the dollars in. But if you change your thinking to really taking care of these people and delighting them in that delight phase, you're really changing the ball game. You're changing the way your club is perceived. Right. In fact, there was a study by the uh, the White House Office of Consumer Affairs, and they said that it typically costs six to seven times more to attract a new customer than to retain an existing one. And it was a study that showed that uh, only 7% of consumers really felt that their experiences with the company exceeded their expectations once they finally became a customer. Only 7%. So it really goes to show, and that that's Um, a general statement across many different verticals, many different businesses, but it also does apply to the fitness industry because owners of businesses are so concerned, like we mentioned, with just getting 
new customers, that they forget to really take care of the customers that they have and retain those because that's revenue. Keep, you know, keep those existing members. But the beauty of it all is now you have a, a, a team of salespeople that are going to pitch their network on why their friends and family should join the gym that they belong to. So now you've got these salespeople and guess what? You're not paying them commission. So it's <laughs> yeah, a beauty. Yeah, yeah, your members become <laughs> your salespeople. Right. Exactly. And that's that's where it, that's the beauty in inbound marketing. I think that you know, if you don't have inbound, continuing to market to current members is a tough job. It is a it is a lot of work. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of uh, talking. It's a lot of work. But when you have inbound working on your side to be able to market behind the scenes to those to those members, it, it takes that labor, you know, off your mind, and it it really gets that taken care of. So you can have you have the security with inbound that your current members are being taken care of. That is yep. that's good. I think above. I mean, that's kind of a key word right there. The mm-hmm. security of inbound. When you have inbound marketing as your main philosophy for how you market your club, it provides a security blanket for your club so that way you know that things are going to continuously grow month after month after month and month and the stability of your club sticking around for a long time. I mean, a lot of clubs come and go, you know. And, That's right. And so being around for a long time is very, very important. Uh, and so inbound provides that stability and the beauty about this whole thing is it's brand new for fitness centers. It's just something that's just not happening. So, uh, seeing right. it, understanding it, learning it, uh, through, uh, is, I think, you know, this whole methodology just works for clubs. It's great. And that's really the the reason for these podcasts is just so that listeners can really get an understanding and, and a better feel for the whole process. Again, completely different strategy than, you know, what fitness club owners have been doing to market themselves for years. So hopefully, you know, our listeners are getting a little bit more of an education in terms of how the whole thing, you know, really works and, and how it can benefit. But we've covered the complete methodology. Yep. Good job. Sure have. Awesome. Yeah. And in the future, I think what we're going to do, what we're going to go through each of them more uh, tightly. So that way each phase, uh, so that way we can expand more on it because we covered the whole entire shindig right now. Yep. So that was fun. Good Good deal. Well, thanks for for joining Anthony and uh, we uh, will move forward with some other podcasts coming up in the very near future. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Yep.